welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Good morning, friends. Welcome again. Let's go ahead and begin with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you again for another opportunity to start a new series. We made it. Uh, be with us as we begin our journey, especially with Joseph's journey. In Jesus' name, amen. In 1964, volleyball was introduced to the Summer Olympics. One particular nation, Japan, wanted to make sure that they would do well. In fact, the games were being hosted in Tokyo itself, made sure that the home crowd would be able to cheer on and as well represent as best as possible. So they tried to find the best coach, Hirofumi Daimatsu. And he brought, well, let's just put it, um, he brought an intensity to the training those who wanted to be there would stay despite the rigorous uh, marine boot camp style of training. Six days a week, the women's team would get together. They were both beaten down mentally and physically just from all of the hard work. But he promised two things. Those who could not survive would be released from the team, but those who did stay would win the gold medal. Despite the rigorous hardship in training, they succeeded and did well, so much so they actually made it onto the podium and won the gold medal. And when they were standing on the podium, they were all crying. Two reasons as well. We all cried because we had won the gold medal. We fulfilled our expectations of that of the Japanese people, but even more so, we cried because this be our last game together. And even though we had been through so much pain and anguish, it was worth it. I'm sure we would do it all over again. And this journey through hardship, it brought a kinship, a camaraderie, a unity together. Hardship does things to a person. It can either break or it can inform and strengthen a person to become even stronger. One particular person in scripture, that of Joseph, Jesus's father, went on a journey, actually several journeys. And while we don't know that much about him, there's actually quite a bit that we can actually learn from him. And So before we begin his journey, I want to read a quote. Patience is not passive. On the contrary, it is active. It is concentrated strength. And as we look through Joseph's life, we're going to find that he was quite a patient man. And it wasn't just a passive patience. It was an active patience. Joseph was not a passive person. Now we find ourselves in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but but before they lived together, she was found to be with child 
from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. One of the things that we can take from Joseph is uh, he's not only a carpenter, but he's also a man of integrity. Now, during this time, he, although he was engaged and actually legally bound by relationship to Mary, he finds out that she's pregnant. And he being a, a chaste man, he hasn't been with her. He wondered, well, how could this happen? He could have divorced her. But yet, uh, he cared enough about her that rather than just throwing her to the wolves and being stoned, he tried to divorce her quietly. Imagine, however, though, I'm sure Joseph experienced disappointment, perhaps betrayal. How could this have happened? In fact, you know, it kind of hit me this time as I was reading, like, why didn't Mary just tell him? Maybe from embarrassment or probably the fact that, I mean, who would believe her? She believed, she experienced seeing the angel tell her that she would carry Jesus. But most of us would probably write her off as being crazy. And so Joseph takes action. He tries to be a man of character. And he tries to, public, to privately uh, end their relationship. But God intervenes here at this point after he had made his decision. But you know, in in, uh, in our journeys, sometimes we experience disappointment. Joseph himself initially probably felt the, the pain of disappointment of perhaps maybe being betrayed. And yet he also experiences his first dream. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And that's Isaiah seven fourteen. You know, the angel told Mary that she would uh, bear a son, but it was Joseph who was told not only would she bear a son, but also the reason why that he would save his people. Imagine being Joseph now at this point where you're told that your wife or now going to be your Yeah, your wife is already pregnant. Not of uh, not by you, but by the Holy Spirit. And now you're being told that you have to raise this child. And that's just not just any child, but the son of God. Big responsibility on his shoulders. And sometimes in our journeys, sometimes we perhaps maybe feel weighed down by the burden of responsibility. Or maybe we're trying to get to that destination. And sometimes it can be a struggle. There's pressure. Life as well. One of these things that one of the things that we can take from this is that life can happen unexpectedly. Joseph had no idea that this would ever happen to him. But the beautiful thing about Joseph, and as I watch his, as I read about his journey, he's a patient man. 
He does as God says, and he does it quickly. So he takes Marion as his wife. And as, as we know the story as well, they're called to go, uh, to their, uh, to where Joseph, where he's from. So I think of register. And it's there that Jesus is born. And we also know, and, and, and Bill will talk about, uh, from the perspective of the Magi next week, but Herod is informed that there's a new king coming into town. And all of a sudden he's feeling threatened. And so he tries to tell the Magi, hey, let me know so I can come and worship this Jesus. And yet he already has ulterior motives. He doesn't want to worship. He wants to end Jesus' life. So after the Magi are warned, Joseph experiences another dream. In verse 13 of chapter, uh, I believe chapter 2, it says, When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod, Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, he took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt. And when he stayed, he, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet. Out of Egypt, I called my son. When Herod realized that he'd been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all of the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, those who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi, that what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children. And refusing to be comforted because they are no more. In Joseph's journey, he literally has to escape for his life with his wife and newborn son. Going to Egypt as well, you would think, oh, that's, that's crazy. I mean, they're not from Egypt. Yet, actually, Egypt wasn't it was an uncommon for other Jews to be there. They probably found uh, a place of worship and, and somebody that they, uh, they could acquaint with. But the trek 75 miles with the newborn, not an easy journey. I'm sure those of you who are parents just trying to take a, a trip to the grocery store and back with the newborn, and not just maybe one newborn, but maybe you have a couple of other kids to throw in the mix, that can be sometimes quite a task. I know, God bless my mom. There were four of us. For the most part, we were good. But some days, you know, kids are kids. Uh, my mom had a lot of patience. Joseph had a lot of patience. In fact, he didn't even know when he would be able to come back home. And so he had to plan, uh, he had to, he had to wait for when he could come back home. But fortunately enough, they were out of Herod's jurisdiction. They were safe for now. And so one of the things that we can take from this is that Joseph trusted God and waited patiently even when his future was unknown. Now we find later, after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he'd heard that Archelaus, 
was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go. Herod had three sons, I, I believe, yeah. And he split the, the areas up. And Archelaus, of all the three, was uh, probably the worst son to you know, manage his area. So much so that at some point, they peti- people had to petition to Rome to get rid of him. Having been warned in a dream, however, okay, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called Nazarene. Finally, they could go back home to Joseph's land. Joseph was resilient through all the obstacles that he faced. He was patient. And though his future was not necessarily clear, he knew that he had to take care of his wife and Jesus. And he had to wait patiently. And despite all of this, he showed resilience. You know, Michael McCartney, he breaks down patience this way. Patience, number one, is the ability to sit back and wait for an expected outcome without experiencing anxiety, tension, and frustration. And while scripture doesn't say, I wonder though sometimes did Joseph ever experience tension or anxiety? But yet, Another way we could also describe patience is the ability to let go of your need for immediate gratification and being willing to wait. Or patience is the trait that displays tolerance, compassion, and understanding and acceptance to those, toward those who are slower than you in developing maturity, emotional freedom, and coping abilities. I'm, I'm sure in the journeys that Joseph had with his family, perhaps maybe he wanted to get to his destination faster. But yet he was patient with his family. Patience is the ability to remain calm in the midst of turmoil because you know that God is in control. Patience. What can we take away from Joseph's story? Question that we have to ask ourselves, when have you experienced disappointment and how did you overcome it perhaps even right now maybe you may be experiencing disappointment and whatever disappointment you're experiencing I want to encourage you exhort you to place your disappointment into God's hands and ask God how can I take this disappointment to not only learn from it to grow from it But what action steps can I take now to overcome it? What are some of the lessons that you can learn from this disappointment? And yet also another question that we can also ask ourselves, what is one area in your life that you can be more patient? I know for me right now, I I, I just, I, uh, I mean, I miss you all for one. And I miss being able to be with my friends. You know what I really miss? I really miss being able to go to a restaurant and having fellowship and to sharing stories, to sharing uh, a struggle that I have with my best friend. And this time as, as we're, we're hunkering down, especially uh, perhaps maybe you're listening to this for the first time and maybe it's 5, 10, 15 years from now. I mean, what are you even talking about, Pastor Chris? Well, it's it's a time of COVID and it's uh, the beginning of December and we've been ordered to try to hunker down as much as possible. 
and we're, I believe, I think we're, we're almost at the nine month mark. Frankly, I'm just tired. And I know we need to be patient, but sometimes telling it and then experiencing it are two different things. Nevertheless, we have to be faithful. Being patient. So what is one area that you can be patient? And finally, the third thing that we also have to ask ourselves is in your own journey, where can God help you to become more resilient? Where are times in your life have you overcome adversity? It's always a reminder of these times when you look back where it was difficult, uh, but you became patient and you grew. And these these learning points in our lives help us to become more resilient. I remember there are several times in my life, whether in ministry or just my own personal life, where I had to overcome a number of large obstacles. And whether I did the right thing or it was a, a learning experience, I can take these lessons and I can remind myself that, you know what? At some point, it was worse. This is not as bad. Or look to your left or to your right. Despite as hard as life may be at some point in your life, there are those who are also struggling, if not with even greater burdens. And and that reminds me that I need to be appreciative of what I already have for perhaps the friendships and the family that I have. Simply having a roof over your head, especially when it's getting colder right now. Being able to wrap yourself in a blanket and deciding what time you're going to get out of bed is a luxury. Simple things like that we shouldn't take for granted and be appreciative of what God has already given to us. But Joseph's journey, there's, there's a number of things that we can take in. And I think too, you know, one of the biggest lessons that I can also take from, from Joseph is that of acceptance of being able to care for your wife, of learning and and being able to listen. Joseph had to learn the lesson of of listening, knowing that, hey, his his, uh, betrothed was not unfaithful to him, to have compassion and to raise a child, basically adopt a child. And one of the things that I, I, I love this lesson is, you know, especially for those who have never had the ability to be able to have kids. This is a learning lesson. You know, maybe be able to find somebody and invest your life and your time. And when we can, be able to share uh, a meal. Spend time with somebody who needs to be mentored. There are plenty of people, not only kids, but even young adults or just young adults or adults, period, who need to be mentored who need to have a strong father figure or a mother figure in your life, or perhaps even where maybe you've uh, just gotten married to somebody and they already have kids and you become an insta-dad or a bonus dad. Take that opportunity and to relish that and to be able to invest your time just as Joseph did. May you have the patience that Joseph had. And even though you may, as just as Joseph had experienced disappointment and hardship, God is faithful. 
May you be faithful. May you be patient. And may you enjoy the journey. Next week, Bill's going to talk about the Magi and what lessons can we learn from them. May you have a great week and let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for your son who came into this world to be with us, Emmanuel. And as well, we thank you for the lessons that we can take from Joseph as well, his own father. That, Lord, may we be patient. May we, when we face and experience disappointment, may we come through it stronger. And as well, may we be also resilient and patient. Guide us in all that we do. Help us to be faithful disciples for you. And be with us until we meet again next week. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace, everyone. Have a great day. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.